Good morning. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this Resurrection Sunday. I know I'm very grateful to see so many friends and, and family members and faces out in the crowd today. And it's just such a blessing to be here again with Gail and the family at Slash X. You know, this is our fifth or sixth year that we've been doing this. And um, every year it gets a little bigger. Every year it gets a little more exciting. Every year uh, God adds to what we're doing out here. And, and I just want to say thank you to Slash X for allowing us to come out and, and truly to serve you. Truly to be part of your life and, and help you to uh, celebrate. Celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ today. That's families, as off-road families, as as dirt bike and quad and ATV and UTV riders and trophy trucks and you name it. I mean, there's people here in every vehicle you could imagine today. I even saw a couple three-wheelers. So, and that's my heart. You know, I started racing on three-wheelers. So, amen. I love you guys. Let's just ask for the Holy Spirit to join us this morning before we go forward. Father God, we just do thank you for your son. We ask, Father, as we as we talk about as we talk about resurrection, as we talk about, Father God, the, the amazing mercy and grace that you have shown us, Father, through the resurrection of your son, through the death on a cross, and that he came back to live and that by his blood we are saved. So Father God, today I just ask for your presence. I ask for your Holy Spirit to fall in this place in a mighty way. Help me to speak only what you want me to say, God. Help me, Father God, to be uh, your voice and not my own. So Father, we, we bless you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, it's... It's a different year, amen. I mean, COVID is COVID is winding down, but but there's a lot of things going on that are are not easy. I mean, we have the war in Ukraine. Um, I have a bonus daughter I call Lindsay that will be going back next week to Ukraine to her family, and uh, she was over there for a couple weeks helping her dad, who's a missionary. Uh, outside of Lviv and, and you know it's tough and so she did come back home I mean she has a job here she has you know friends and family here in California but um, her heart's torn you know because of what's going on with her family in Lviv so you know just keep praying pray that God moves pray that God restores that, that God shows the truth over there and that we can be out of this, that the world can uh, can become stronger and have our faith increased by what's going on in Ukraine. I mean, what a story of the underdog, amen? But yeah, it's it's causing lots of repercussion, and and, and you know, I'm I'm not going to be political. I just I just don't feel that's Today's that day. 
But I did have to take a loan out to buy gas to get down here today. So there's that. But yeah, it's <laughs> pastor humor, you know. Sorry, guys. You know, it's just, it's different. This is a different year. And I, I feel like God is wanting us to kind of be awoken to some things. He wants us to pay attention. I think he wants us to, to work on being a good neighbor. About showing love and kindness. Because honestly, isn't, isn't that what Easter is all about? God's showing us his love and kindness towards us. By the death and the resurrection of his son. I mean, today we had this great opportunity to think about these things in our life. Things that stir us. That remind us that God is bigger. That what Jesus did on the cross was, was a turning point for all of us. No matter if you believe he was the son of God, there is more evidence that Jesus walked the earth and died on a cross than that you and I were ever born. Think about that. It was the final sacrifice that God was ever going to tolerate for sin. And I know a lot of people think that someday the temple is going to be rebuilt and, and you know, they'll start sacrificing animals and, and all that stuff is going to happen before the return of Christ. But those sacrifices will have no power because the sacrifice of Jesus was the final covenant that God would make with man. There will be no more blood for sin. Jesus' blood was the last atonement. We need to be mindful of that. We need to understand what the Word of God says. The cross was the final covenant that God was ever going to make with His children. And it is proof that God is a loving, caring, and compassionate Father. He really walks in kindness. And guys, that's, that's what he expects out of us. Colossians 3.12, it says this. It says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We cannot talk about Easter and what Jesus has done for us without talking about kindness. The kindness of God and the kindness that he expects out of us for this amazing gift that he's given us through his son. The thought that the creator of heaven and earth would, would sacrifice his only son so that I, you, us, we could have a relationship with him. It's insane. <laughs> It goes against our human nature, and it's it's that act of kindness that we have to acknowledge today. We cannot take it for granted. It has to be treasured. Because that's the plan that God had all along. He knew we would fall short. He knew that, that we were never going to be able to measure up. He knew our nature. Our nature is to, to love and kind, but also to, to fail. 
to do things that displease him. We're selfish. We are. We're selfish. Romans 2, 4 says, Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, his forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? <laughs> Did you ever think of that? That the kindness of God is what leads us to repentance. We all have had these moments where we have done or said things that we regret, and, and yet there is God still loving us, still wanting us to have a relationship with Him. It makes you think. It makes you take stock of the things you have done or maybe, maybe how you have responded to others that have harmed you. It makes my stinking thinking, you know. 2 Corinthians 8, 7. It says, But since you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in love we have kindled in you, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. See that you also excel in this kindness, this kindness of giving, this grace, this kindness. Grace and kindness, it's, it's a synonym. I never really thought of that before this week. I never took the time to really contemplate that, but, but God's kindness is God's grace. It's how he shows you and I favor even when we do not deserve it. It's that mercy, that grace, that kindness that he shows us. Even when we are not kind. Even when we fall short. And guys, I, I want us to start thinking like that towards our fellow man. Could you imagine if the Christian church today would treat everyone with kindness? Could you imagine today what would happen if the Christian church today stopped worrying about who, what, when, where, and how and just acted like Jesus. It would turn around. It would turn around because it's real. We're not making things up. We're not being religious. We're just loving. We're truly loving like Jesus loved. Everyone, creed, nationality, religion, doesn't matter, loving everyone. Now, I'm not talking about how I get to heaven. I'm talking about how to love Christ-like. There was no war, walls. Hookers, task collectors, there was no walls. Jesus loved them all. He was hated for it. He was shamed for it. He was despised for it. And yet, that's our God. So when you hear people talk about how God's judgmental and God's a God of wrath, they don't know Jesus. 
They don't know his son. His son was the kindest man that ever walked the face of the earth. And he loved everyone. This kindness, it really does overwhelm me. When I think about it, I... I haven't made up my mind yet. If, if Paul was being fallacious here, facetious, I'm sorry, not fallacious. That's like somebody's name, right? Facetious. God's, is, God, is Paul teasing us here? I mean, since we excel in everything, it's <laughs> a head scratcher, right? I'm like, Paul, I don't think we excel in everything. I don't think the Corinthians were excelling in everything. They were doing some backbiting back here. They were causing a ruckus. There was a lot of drama going on in Corinthians. In speech? I don't know. Either way, he is very encouraging us. He's very encouraging for us. He's encouraging us to be kind. And what does that mean in today's world? We've been teaching our kids and maybe even ourselves to take care of number one. To make sure that we get on top and do whatever it takes to win. I mean, I'm a racer. Come on. I've won four national titles. I know what it takes to win. So I'm not judging any of us. We, we, we need to be balanced. Amen. We need to find a way to take that aggression, that, that ability to, to win, that ability to uh, persevere, that ability to uh, get on top, and temper it with kindness. Temper it with love. We have to be able to be all things to all people that we might save a few. Amen? I mean, are we living our life in such a way that when the pressure is on, we still, we still can stop for a downrider? I mean, I gotta tell you guys, I, I know a lot of number one racers in the world that I've known in my life. Kirk Iselli. I guarantee you, if somebody was down and a bike was on top of them or they were hurt, he'd stop. Kurt was a great man. Very kind. Cody Kurtz, my racer that passed away in 2018. Cody would have stopped. He did. He got awards for it. Sportsman of the Year. Can I have balance? That's the trick. Can we see a hungry person in the street and offer them some food? Maybe a drink of water. Are we, are we being Christ-like? Are we being kind? Ephesians 2, this is 4 through 9, it says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, 
in order that in the coming ages we might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not by works. You can't earn it so that no one can boast. Heaven is a gift. It's an act of kindness from a loving and compassionate God. We don't deserve it. None of us are truly good. That's the point. That is the need for a Savior. That is the message of Easter. New beginnings, new life, forgiveness, God's mercy and kindness. Titus 3, this is 3 through 5, it says, At one time, we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and, and enslaved by all, by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. Not because of righteous things that we had done, but because of His mercy. Have you ever had someone stop to help you? On the road? In a race? Maybe even when it was life-threatening. Have you ever had someone stop to help you? I thought about this hard and long. And I remembered. And I was about 12 years old. And my dad and I were, were rafting, floating down the uh, Owens River. And we were fishing and, and having a great day. I mean, I loved my dad. My dad was a rock star in fishing. But I'd gotten a little too close to the edge and the current got me and it pushed me and my raft up underneath the, the bushes, you know, because it was kind of dug out in the edge. And man, I was just hanging on for dear life. Eventually my raft got away from me and, and there I was clinging. And I was, I was getting tired. I was going down. I mean, I, I truly thought that the end was, was near. And all of a sudden, I, I just vividly remember my dad coming in and saying, let go. Jay, you got to let go. I'm like, Dad, I can't let go. He said, you got to trust me, son. You got to let go. And I let go. <laughs> now water pushed us underneath that that edge you know he told me take a deep breath I took a deep breath and it pushed us underneath that ledge and then popped us out the other side <laughs> I gotta tell you <laughs> I loved my dad but I was so scared I was so scared but I did it I took a deep breath and I let go Here I am today. Sorry. It's just so emotional, you know. It's those moments in our life where, where somebody comes alongside us. Somebody helps us. When somebody shows us kindness, 
It's that trust, right? At that moment, we have trust. 1 Peter 2, 1 through 3, it says, Therefore, rid yourself of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Some translations actually say, tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Guys, I want you to taste and see that God is good. I want you to taste and see that He is kind, that He loves you, that He has plans for you. That He knew you before you were ever born. He has not forgotten you. He has not forsaken you. And just like He rose His Son from the dead, when we are in Christ, He will rise us. You just gotta let go. You gotta trust your Father, your Heavenly Father. I mean, guys, have you tasted and seen that God is good? Have you had things in your life that you, you cannot explain? Albert Einstein, one of my favorite quotes. He says, confidence, no, he doesn't say confidence. He says, coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. I love that. Guys, I want to challenge you all today. All of those coincidences, all those moments that you got lucky, that you cheated death, that you had a windfall. What if it was not just the universe shining down on you? What if it was not luck? What if it was an active, kind, and compassionate Father God that is trying to get your attention? Yes, bad things still happen to good people every single day. Our world is not the place it was designed to be. We have an enemy that lurks, that it's a roaring lion waiting to devour us. And yet God is still there. We need to stop and reflect on the good in our lives the kindness that we are shown. It can be the moment that we acknowledge that we have a God that loves us and a son that died for us. And if we ask, he will give us his spirit to guide us all the days of our life. God is for us. He loves us. He wants to show us kindness. We just have to belong to His Son, Jesus. That's how we start a relationship with Him. When we ask Jesus into our heart, when we, when we acknowledge the Father that He is good, when we acknowledge that we're sinners, God save me by grace. God forgive me. God, help me to walk. Help me to walk with you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray.